This week's Pilch Point with Avram Pilch is proudly powered by PureVPN. The best way to protect your privacy online is with PureVPN. You can hide your online activities, say goodbye to regional restrictions, and improve your streaming quality. Plus, it's available for almost all of your devices. You can get a special price and a 31-day money-back guarantee right now by going to pilchpoint.live slash purevpn. I really like that new music. I feel like we're back to the old days with like headbanging music for the Pilch Point. Uh, anyway, um, we've got some more AI stuff going on this week, right, Abram? You are muted, friend. Sorry, I don't know where that is. Yes, I'm going to do some headbanging. This story is going to make me want to do some headbanging, but not the good kind. Yeah. The story of the banging into the wall kind. Uh, yeah. So, well, let's start with some good news just for the heck of it. The good news is that you may, I think I may have mentioned, I probably mentioned a few weeks ago that, uh, runway and, uh, runway gen two is, a like absolutely fantastic, uh, video to, uh, text to video. AI and it was in private beta, but good news, it is no longer in private beta. Anybody can get it, although you have a limited number of like a minute worth of video you can make out of four second videos. So, you know, just to get things on a nice mode. Uh, and we have a story about this in Tom's Hardware. Uh, if you go to runwayml.com and you sign up for a free account, uh, you can generate a video. Uh, so we did this, uh, I think we've done this once before, but the, but the uh, UI is slightly different because uh, now it's web-based instead of going through Discord. Uh, now that's available to everyone. So, uh, and you can upload pictures. So here, I'm gonna take this picture of me to add to my prompt. Now, let's see, shall I ask it to see me doing something? Uh, what, what should I say? This guy banging his head against a wall. I was going to say something very okay. similar, so that works out well. Okay. So I hit generate. Because uh, um, I'm not on a paid account, I might have to wait a minute. And then it's going to queue up, and you can actually, unlike what we saw with Discord, where it just kind of comes back to you eventually, here you can actually see the progress rate. Uh, so while we're waiting for, so let's leave this for a moment and talk about our main topic uh, for today, which is that uh, Google's uh, SGE, Search Generative Experience, uh, is showing itself to be an existential threat to the free and open internet. And because not only is it, uh, you know, basically trying to get rid of regular search, but it's also uh, a massive plagiarism engine. So I don't know if I've actually shown SGE on the air before on, on this show. Have I? I don't think or so. I've shown Bard probably, yeah. but I don't think I showed SGE. So let's let's talk a minute about uh, SGE. So uh, SGE means search generative experience. And uh, if uh, you were signed up, 
for the beta, which you can sign up and you may or may not get in right away, but I'm in. Um, and all of your searches will be like this. So uh, I, let me uh, do a search that will, most searches will pull up the, uh, will pull up the, the, the AI. So I'll do best CPU. So at first you'll see regular search, but then you see this generating thing. And it's a bit, and it can be quite slow, but you know, I can assume that Google will get a faster computer. So you see what just happened? The search results are gone uh, once it's loaded. I mean, I don't mean they're gone. I mean, you've got to scroll down about, you know, but a lot that's of people a, are not going to do, that's a do full, that. That's a full screen worth of Google takeover. Right. Correct. Correct. That's why I say they're killing search because, you know, it's the entire, I mean, depending on what you do, it may or may not take up the entire screen. Uh, but uh, a lot of the time it takes up the entire screen. Um, and this, by the way, is a 4K monitor <laughs> that you're looking at it on. Right. Uh, uh, although it is at like 175% scaling. So I don't know. It's like I measured this the other day and it was like 1360 pixels to the first result. And that's without and that's without having an a uh, advertisement here, which you would expect that there would be. So anyway, so I searched for best CPU. And rather than giving you links to best CPU from Tom's Hardware, which is the number one result otherwise, it gives you Google's choices of best CPU, uh, and which are not necessarily good. Um, so first of all, this advice is very generic, right? Like performance, get good number of cores, whatever. Uh, and then you have these, which are shopping links. Uh, and this is interesting. It usually actually gives you a model number, but here it just says AMD Ryzen processor. Thanks a lot. For those who are even teeniest bit familiar with CPUs, they know that Ryzen is an entire line of processors of which there are dozens of models. Uh, so I'll click here and, you know, Google's going to get me to go and spend money, but no credit to wherever they just, whosoever's work they looked at to, to decide this information. And their related link, so they do have two, their, their defense, Google's defense is, look, we have three related links here, which they don't always have. Uh, but the related links are not necessarily too good to reputable websites. Uh, so this here is, what is the name of this site? Mosh, Make Tech Easier. Oh, that site, everyone knows Make Tech Easier. How about when you're searching for best CPU, of course you want MacPaw. How to choose the best processor for your MacBook. Or how to choose processor speed from small business, smallbusiness.cron.com. Yeah, don't, why, why should we give people like Tom's Hardware or even one of our competitors like PC Mag or PC World, send them to, to smallbusinesscron.com for their CPU advice. So. These are poor quality links, um, but in a lot, but in a lot of cases, what's even worse is that. Well, I don't know if it's worse, uh, what's real also really bad is that this stuff is copied word for word. So, um, so let uh, so if you click this button here, you can expand and you can sort of see these. I don't consider this to be a citation. A citation is direct quotes. Or a footnote or something, but here you can sort of see, uh, like, 
you can sort of see where they took the information from. Um, so let's let's take a look at a maybe a better one that I've already tracked back to where everything comes from. So uh, here's a graphic where I actually circled everything. So I did a search for ThinkPad X13 AMD review, uh, and I went and drew out how each how it had taken different pieces, sometimes word for word, or sometimes changing a couple words to write its own little mini review here. So for example, uh, Laptop Mag has a section where it says the keyboard is as fantastic as ever. There are plenty of ports in the chassis tested to military-grade durability. And it says here, it has a comfortable keyboard, military-grade durability, and plenty of ports, right? Um, in another section, we said comfortable keyboard. They put comfortable keyboard. We said some site called Laptop Outlet, which is which sells laptops, uh, says that it is, uh, quote, packed with high-performing AMD's Ryzen 7 Pro. So what did they change it to? The ThinkPad X13 has an AMD Ryzen 7 Pro chipset as one of the best and cheapest laptops out there. You see that it used the exact same words, best and cheapest laptops out there, right? Um, the... Uh, the other thing that was interesting is notebook check. This is a very odd little thing that, you know, they take the notebook check, said that the screen shows good response rates are test, but may be too slow for competitive gamers, which, you know, nobody's going to buy a ThinkPad X13 uh, to be a competitive gamer. But for some reason, Google picked up on that and put not too, not great for competitive gamers, maybe too slow for competitive gamers. Um, the other thing is, that these uh, there's there's a couple other things wrong in this example. Uh, one is that um, one is that these are not all reviews of the same product. So uh, it says here, think there's it, the the laptop is up to Gen three now, which is the latest version. When I googled it, I said ThinkPad X13 AMD review. Now it doesn't know that I meant the latest one, but it's probably good to give people the latest one. The reviews here from Laptop Mag and Tom's Hardware were for Gen 1 and Gen 2. So it's taking information from the wrong pro review of the wrong product. The other thing is it's in inconsistent within itself. So uh, these reviews said this has short battery life. Uh, is, the battery life is really short. But here, they say it has long battery life. I guess they took that part from someplace else. So it's taking bits and pieces and, and throwing them together into a plagiarism stew that doesn't quite, uh, you know, add up. Now, you might say, why did you use a screenshot not to show me this? I can show you, but the thing is that the results aren't identical every time. So here I actually went through and mapped it. Uh, but here's one I just did, uh, just did Dell XPS 13. So uh, notice I searched for Dell XPS 13. It's giving me, now good news here is in this case, it's not taking up the entire screen. Um, but it's it's giving me its own also little review, uh, and I can sort of see where it took stuff from. And one thing that's interesting is it says 3.5K OLED screen and a sleek, opulent style. Well, sleek, opulent style is a very specific wording, don't you think? So, yes. you know, yes. So here it is. Osbot, I've never heard of them, says that the Dell XPS 13 as a sleek, opulent style. So, you know, wait, the, it thinks that it's sleek. The people who make the cameras? I don't know who they are. 
Who is Ozbot? I don't even know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's I the guess. the people who make the cameras. Why do they, they even have a page on this topic? Who knows? I, I, I honestly don't, like, work I recognized, from home I recognized the logo immediately. Because we had them on the show this year, I think. Or Todd interviewed them do... at the on in their booth. Why did like. they do this? Um, Content marketing. I, I, yes, right. Okay, so so that's another re- that. So what you point out is actually an interesting thing, right? So Google is not for you know now. Maybe it'll get better at this. I won't say that this is you know. Google is not being very discerning about the quality or objectivity of the sites that it is uh, taking from, right? Uh, It is not taking from the sites that the Google organic SERP thinks are the most relevant. Like, you know, if I look here, uh, The Verge, well, these are Amazon or whatever, because I didn't put reviews, so whatever. But CNET, Digital Trends, whatever, all have Dell XPS 13 stuff, and they're all reputable reputable journalism websites. Forbes, you could say, okay, is a reputable journalism website, The Verge, but content marketing also got sucked up in there, right? Um, So they're not, you know, they're not doing what Google search normally does, which is to say, okay, we're going to look at the reputation of this website and see if it is a, you know, a site that has domain authority on this topic or the author has authority on this topic. They're just grabbing stuff from everywhere and throwing it all together, mixing it all together. Um, and you know, that's you know, that's not a recipe for a good result. Um, you know, and sometimes it's a little bit more apparent than others. So, like, here's how to boil an egg, right? So Google has, if for folks who are familiar with how Google works, in normal search, they have something called a featured snippet, which is like they kind of take a quote from an article and they put it in like the top result and they link to it. Now, this obviously hasn't been great for, may or may not have been great for traffic for uh, for the uh, website involved, but you know, at least it cites them directly and there's a good chance that people will click through to see more. What they're doing here is they're not citing it. They're using it as a related link. So, So here you can see almost word for word. Place eggs in a medium pot, place eggs in a medium pot, and cover with cold water by one inch. It's word for word, right? Word word for word taken from this, but not attributed. These are not, I don't consider these to be attributions, right? Um, so, So that's, you know, part of what's going on is that they're taking stuff, sometimes very often word from word, smattering it together and calling it their own, um, and putting these sort of links off to the side that you that you know may may not even be high quality, may or may not be related to what probably are related to what's here, but may not necessarily be the best thing. Um, and they're taking in some cases they're taking up either half of or the entire screen. Uh, and in some cases they don't give you related links at all. So like here's screenshot in Windows, right? Uh, no related links here whatsoever. Um, and this came from somewhere. Um, somebody wrote this. Maybe it was Microsoft, whatever. Um, you know, and part of the, and so I think there's a few different problems that are 
happening together. One is obviously plagiarism. They're taking, I mean, I don't know. Some people are saying, oh, it's okay because they've related links or if they change two or three words, it's not plagiarism. I would think of this as plagiarism. But plagiarism is not a legal definition. Plagiarism is an academic definition and it's somewhat of a moral definition, but it's not a legal definition. The legal issue is copyright infringement. And, you know, that has yet to be litigated in court, but I think there's a decent chance that it that it will be. Um, the uh, News and Media Alliance, uh, which uh, represents uh, newspapers and magazines, uh, has said, and I quote, the unlicensed use of content created by our companies and journalists by GAI systems is an intellectual property infringement. GAI systems are using proprietary content without permission. And that's what's happening here. No, I guarantee you that nobody, certainly not us, gave Google permission to do this to our content. Um, so they're taking content, uh, you know, they may get better at rewarding it so it's harder to, tr to track back to the source, but they're taking content and they are, uh, they're taking content and they are using it to create a, a situation where there may be no clicks going back to uh, the people who actually did the writing and there may not even be any credit going back to them. Um, well, that is very bad news for the internet because um, if you, if that is what the internet is going to become, then you end up with a bad advice because, uh, because it's a smattering of junk. B, it's bad advice because nobody's standing behind it, right? Whose review is, who, whose advice is this? Whose, whose advice is this, is this? It's not Tom's Hardware's, it's not laptops, it's not laptop outlets. It's the bots copied from them. And the bot isn't even consistent with itself, but let's say that it was, the bot is the authority here. When something bad happens as a result of your following the bot's advice, who is responsible? For example here, Google's not always saying that it doesn't want to mess with what they call YMYL, your money or your life uh, queries. But this is your money or your life query, and they were more than happy to answer it incorrectly. So I asked it, um, should I get a colonoscopy? Um, the current, uh, for those who are not up in the colonoscopy scene, um, it is now, it has been recommended for like the last three years or so that anyone over age 45 uh, get a colonoscopy as part of just routine, uh, routine screening. Uh, but here they have conflicting information that's wrong. It says the US Preventative Services Task Force recommends adults age 45 to 75 be screened. Uh, and then it says the American Cancer Society recommends that men and women should be screened for colorectal cancer starting at age 50. That is actually not correct. The American Cancer Society's webpage says 45. So it's got outdated information that it probably grabbed from one of these, um, from one of these sites. Um, by the way, 
one of these sites here, the top one, is a health insurance site, not, you know, I mean, the Centers for Disease Control is on there also, but Health Partners is a, is a health insurer site. Is that where you should be presenting health, health information from, the insurer's site over, you know, American Medical Association or the CDC or whatever, like re reputable governmental and industry groups? Um, you know, and here it also has, you know, confusing information because it says a reason to have a colonoscopy include all these symptoms when actually you're supposed to have a colonoscopy as a regular screening. Uh, so anyway, I know Google could make a better AI and improve this and not do this, but this is dangerous. And yeah, okay, maybe they'll stop doing some health ones when they realize that this is, is dangerous. I tried to do this uh, query like five minutes ago and it it did it for this time it didn't actually give me an answer uh, like it did like yesterday the day before but it you know i would consider giving you bad advice about what cpu to buy also a your money or your life question i mean it's not life and death but it is your money um and it is advice so we are asking we are asking for google is asking folks to just just to forget about expert humans who have experience and just trust their bot. Don't, don't worry about what the humans say. Don't look for someone who has, you know, years of experience or who actually performed the thing that, you know, we actually tested in CPUs. We actually tried the laptops. Google's bot, no matter how advanced it gets, will never be able to do that ever because it's an LLM. It does not have arms and legs. Uh, so, you know, what Google is doing here is an anti-competitive practice. It is doing something that is likely, if they were to roll it out to the public, to result in massive economic turmoil to anyone who publishes anything on the internet. Massive. Because, um, you know, if you see how far you have to scroll to get to the first organic search link, um, even though the quality of the answers is not good, and even if they got better, they would have they would not have the authority of a person standing behind them to say, "Oh, I trust that person. I trust that news outlet, or I don't trust that news outlet." So, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get my laptop advice from a webcam uh, website. Right. Um, but uh, by trying to kind of obscure uh, where it's getting the information from without directly quoting it, uh, by trying to kind of push down uh, human expertise in favor of its bot, uh, Google is providing a poor experience, but a lot of people are just going to accept it because Google controls 91% of the search market. The end result is going to be a lot of companies uh, losing a ton of traffic and revenue overnight, uh, places going behind paywalls, places going out of business. If Google rolled this out tomorrow, I bet that like a very significant portion of web publishers who rely, who are, do not already uh, make a lot of their money from subscription revenue uh, will be, you know, will fold, would fold within, you know, probably within a few months. Um, that's how, now that says some bad things about how dependent 
uh, the internet economy is on Google playing fair. Uh, and this is anything but playing fair. It's taking uh, your own content and using it to prevent people from visiting your website. Uh, and uh, Google's response to all of this, of course, is, oh, we're just experimenting. It's okay. It's fine. We don't know if we'll roll it out like this. Uh, but Bing uh, launched its experiment in January, I believe. And, uh, you know, it's now live, right, for everyone. Now, Bing's, Bing yeah. handles this much better. I'm looking at my, uh, looking at it in my Windows 11 taskbar. Right. Now, to be fair, Bing, by the way, Bing does this the right way. I mean, I don't know if they do it a great way, but they do it a much better way. So, you know, on Bing, uh, just I'll show real quick on Bing, like if you're on Bing, first of all, it's not generally not the default option, right? So if I... I'm here in Bing and I do best CPU. It's going to give me. No, we don't come out number one, which is bad, but they have a legit number one, which is PC Mag, right? So, um, so Bing gives you the search results, and then you have to. I scrolled up to get. Like I had to scroll up to get this, right? So I scrolled up or I hit chat, and then when it gives me answers, it says Tom's Hardware recommends. They also recommend and like it, it these are citations with links so i had you know i've had kind of an ongoing little friendly or not so you know debate with some folks i know who are professional uh seo folks who feel that i you know some of these articles i've written about google are unfair to google they're they're experimenting give them a give them a break um uh, I mean, I really hope that they're just uh, playing around, but um, but Bing, from the moment that they launched, from the moment they launched their testing, had citations, uh, put things side by side with search. They, um, Bing, from the start, has you know at least taken uh, publishers into account, taken search into account, and not tried to present its it's bot as all seeing and all knowing uh, while plagiarizing from people. Uh, so Google could have done the same thing. And it has people have complained about its lack of proper citations back to when they had Bard uh, back to I mean, they still have Bard, but back to when before Bard launched. Uh, so Google clearly has a philosophy, which is expressed in some of their uh, documentation that their bot doesn't copy things, their bot creates and so it would break the illusion that their bot was smart was so smart if it was if it actually did what uh bing does and you know have footnotes and sources so um so i don't think that it's too soon to to raise the alarm that what google is doing here could be uh, deadly for the internet um also bing can bing for better or worse controls, maybe 3% of search. So even if Bing was not, uh, was not, was doing things the way that Google is doing it, it wouldn't be as big an area of concern because it's, it, you know, any traffic they get, it's sort of iterative. But, you know, Google is abusing its, with if Google rolls this out, it's abusing its monopoly position. It's turning itself into the publisher instead of being a search engine, it will be 
a plagiarism engine. And, and that is very frightening and it should frighten everybody, not just those of us who make a living from people coming to visit our websites. Uh, it should frighten those of you who care about having, uh, care about having websites out there for you to visit. And frankly, I even think folks who contribute to the internet for free would be put off by this. Like if you're going to, if you're running a free, you know, let's say you're just running a blog about a topic because the, you just like, you know, uh, providing content and getting feedback from people and maybe it's good for your reputation or whatever. You're running a, you know, a little, little blog on the side or you're, you know, go someone who goes and contributes to a lot of forums or you're answering a lot of people's questions on Stack Overflow. Like, why would you do it if all you're doing is feeding Google stuff that can be used to by its bot with no trait, no uh, credit for you and, and no, nobody even sees the work that you've done. Yeah. Um, just be, because I, I want to show this off. I, as you were talking, I was testing things on Bing because um, I knew there was another UI experience that I had encountered. And so I kept going until I got it. So what I did was I searched for what is the best CPU for gaming? And you can see I got the Bing chatbot to come up with, oh, you can't see my mouse, to come up with content um, showing, uh, showing an answer. So it did take over where search results should be, right? Pushing them down, but they did it in a very small box that you can expand larger. And as you said, there are learn more links. Interestingly, one of them is seemingly self-referential, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying they're doing this perfectly. Uh, they could certainly be doing better. But like, yeah, it's it's showing you that. And more importantly, what it's really saying is, hey, I'm not the resource here like i'm just yeah. summarizing what's out there now go now you can go read like yeah because here that i think is a, according to pc yeah. gamer pc games n n uh tom's hardware there you are um and they're all they're all like direct linked right this this right. is where we so, pulled this information from it's like you said it's not it's not necessarily great is not the best situation but it's essentially an upgraded version of the answer box right it's right. giving an answer and giving the link to where it got the answer from that's an upgraded version of the answer box as far as i'm concerned it's very different from the version that you showed from google that was a whole screen wall of text and no references to be found yeah, I mean, unless you count those little thumbnails on the side, uh, which is what Google would say, right? Oh, look, you know, but we did, have these three little... But but on one of them, I thought the I thought there was one that didn't have any. Uh, yes, correct. The uh, screenshot in Windows. So it's yeah. not always there. It's not always there. Right. Um, and, and, and it's not always there. It takes over a good chunk of, if not the whole page. So, I mean... Yes, the search links are still there if you scroll down. They have the related links, which 
if they really were serious about providing like this isn't i think this is really what has to be emphasized to folks this isn't about ai versus humans this is about an, an anti-competitive practice by the world's uh by a a virtual monopoly uh in google they control 91 percent of the search market and while yes people have choices and can go to bing or DuckDuckGo on for better or worse google uh and, and you know they got there by providing a good experience i've always been a big fan of google actually like they provided a good experience they beat they beat the likes of you know alta vista and uh excite by providing you with a clean fast experience that gave you good results yeah but now that they have the 91 percent, this is indicative of hey we don't want to be a search engine anymore we want people to stay on our site so we can keep all the ad dollars and all of the you know e-commerce dollars here on google which is more profitable and uh you know sorry guys we'll, we'll take we're happy to take your data uh but uh, as far as actually driving traffic back to you, well, we'll throw a couple of little links in the side and say we say that we're say that we're not killing the open web. Um, the 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 thing the question is: Are do people come to a search engine because they want to know what the search engine thinks, or do people come to the search engine because they want to they want to find something? And yeah, um, and Google is betting on its own reputation. It's replacing a cacophony of infinite voices with its own voice, although its own voice is a, is a plagiarized voice. Uh, so I think this is of, of great concern. You know, I hope that like a lot of people who I've talked to say, oh, they can't possibly roll it out like this. Um, I hope they're right, but I'm not, you know, I'm not counting on, uh, I'm not counting on there being on, on it. I'm hoping that folks will, especially folks in the media industry but other folks will see this and say like hey this is this is not good this is not good for uh a reader user experience uh this is not good for the future of the internet it sounds to me like that website that we well uh uh we registered a number of years ago has a new purpose coming the free web dot rocks it might it yeah might be, it might be time to repurpose that from just ad blockers to uh anti-plagiarism yeah. yeah i mean i i i know i'm the killjoy uh i'm maybe i'm the like the lars ulrich of internet content because like you know people everybody loved napster and then lars ulrich drummer metallica was like hey you guys are stealing our songs and yeah a lot of people are like what a killjoy i just want to download my free music and i got some responses from uh i got some responses from um you know today when i published this article from some people saying like oh no i like the google search generative experience because i don't see as many ads uh and and if I click through to find things, I, I so if I click through an actual website, I'll see ads. Well, first oh. of all, that's something that's going to change. Okay, Google is right now not serving up a lot of ads in the search generative experience because it's testing. But when it become, but believe you me, they they will absolutely be serving up. In fact, those three related links might not be editorial anymore uh, when this goes live. Maybe that maybe they will just be 
you know, sponsored links. And um, technically, technically, the definition of ad, I, based on the SEC, those, uh, those shopping links uh, from the, the processor are technically ads because they're oh, affiliate yeah. links. And oh, yeah, I guarantee yeah. I it's mean, not that... disclosed. That's, I mean, that's a money. I mean, Google has shopping links all the time, uh, to be fair, right? They have mm-hmm. it now, like if you don't have this. But uh, FYI, that's going to be like, people will absolutely lose their jobs over that. I don't mean people at Google. Uh, I mean, people will absolutely lose their jobs over that because there's a lot of sites that are kind of reliant on giving buying advice. Like this is the best CPU for you. And then when you go and you read that buying advice, you know, there's links and like, hey, you know, click this. You, if you click this, the, those sites uh, get a you know affiliate commission. Yeah. Well, Google is grabbing that affiliate commission for themselves while taking right. the advice that those sites gave and making it its own. So, like, that's uh, you know, that's very problematic. Um, there was so- a huge, there was a huge lawsuit between Yelp. And Google over Google Places, which doesn't exist anymore because of the lawsuit, um, over exactly this topic. And Google lost in court that they right. were taking so, content from Yelp and claiming it as their own and putting their own banner over top. It was considered plagiarism then. I don't understand how this is considered anything else. I think the AI, I think this is where people are being fooled by the fact that this is AI. Forget that it's AI. Forget that there is a bot involved, okay? You could hire a bunch of people for very cheap, probably, to go and do the same thing with humans. Take a whole bunch of of words and sentences from other people's websites and copy and paste them into a bunch of responses, right? You could hire a bunch of human plagiarists. This is just plagiarism at scale, right? Like, that's what it is. It's not. Now, we could argue, and I think there's a really good philosophical argument about whether any type of uh, answer from an AI would be would be plagiarism because the AI's never done anything that it's, it's talked about. It has no life experience. It's done nothing. So it's going to get that data from somewhere. The only way that the only right now, because it's in beta, one thing that they'll probably do a much better job of in the future is laundering the plagiarism. Like right now, it's very easy to trace back where each sentence came from or where certain words came from. Yeah, I bet you that they can figure out a way in the future to not use the word opulent, right? Like, oh yeah, they said opulent. Let's find another word for that, right? Like that's easy enough, easy enough to do with technology would be to make this it less obvious where they got their, where they took it from. But make no mistake, they have to have taken it from somewhere because the bot did not go and work at a computer web- website for years of its life. The bot did not go and become a cook and learn how to boil eggs. The, the, the bot is just taking information from somewhere and rewording it. That is, or, or, or not even rewording it. So yeah. I think, you know, I, I, this is why I'm not such a big fan of a lot of these LLMs because all they're really doing is taking things that other people have said and rewording them. Now, when you ask it what a bot I think is really good at, 
uh, if we care, is um, is you know making up weird creative stuff, not finding facts or truth or offering advice. But if you ask it to make like a Shakespearean sonnet about flatulence, you know it'll pop you one out in like thirty seconds, and it might be funny. Like you know, it, pop you if one you out. ask it, that was that was a wonderful word. <laughs> you know, but uh, but any but anyway, like you know, this kind of thing. And this is I'll leave you this with this. But since we didn't show it yet, the bang in the wall. This is what I got from my. Uh, this guy banging his head in the wall. Let's see what it looks like. Well, he's not really banging his head in the wall, is he? But does he look like me? Kinda. Uh, <laughs> kinda. Um, I love that I have a hat on in this, but they assume that I'm bald. I guess they know. Um, you know. Now they're watching. By the, the show. way. But by, by by the way, I have no idea. Like runway. I have no idea where their training data is coming from, right? Like this isn't just a text problem. I'm just a text person, so it matters what matters to me. But like, I have no idea where this person's beard came from or whatever. You know, like is now. I have to say, unlike some other resources I've used, where they just like it's clear that they took it from somewhere. I you know without permission. I don't know where Runway got its training data. Maybe it paid for a whole light library of stuff. I I don't know, but. Um, but uh, certainly, like Getty is suing Stable Diffusion, uh, and, and this week I think asked a London court to block Stable Diffusion from doing business in the UK. So, uh -huh. um, you know, I think unfortunately we're going to need more lawsuits like that uh, because uh, AI should not be uh, like it's great when you can use AI for natural language stuff. You can use it for for you know transcriptions. Lovely. There's so many great things you can do with AI. The problem is not AI. The problem is that AI is being used as a plagiarism tool. And intellectual property still matters whether it's being stolen by an AI or stolen by a human. So uh, that's my two cents. Anyway, you can read a lot more about this uh, on tomshardware.com. <laughs> oh, just I, I asked Bing to write that sonnet, by the way. It's I mean, they, I, I, I mean, they're, they're really good. And I mean, like, you know, when people use these things in a funny way, it's like, look, fine. It's, it's cute. Right. Like yeah. I, I, we talked about the pizza later, uh, video and showed sure. it to, uh, a few weeks ago that was made with uh, runway ML. Mm -hmm. Uh, right. And they have a new one called uh flat less, which is a commercial for a drug to help you not fart. Uh, <laughs> and it is absolutely hysterical oh. um so so like yeah great that's a good use of ai i guess but like you know we have to be conscientious about the fact that everything that these ais are spitting out was at one in, somewhere in link in the chain was created by a human just point out that a bing search for flatuless brings up tom's hardware as the top result yeah, I wrote an article about it because yeah. I had to call attention. Like, read our article, but go watch the video about Flatuless yeah. because it's hysterical. I do appreciate that your article is the first first result, though. That I always enjoy. I it. have to, I have to. You know, if we can't rank for best CPU because Google's going to take that, we have to rank for Flatuless. That has to be our 
we have Fair to come enough. up number one for something. And and on that note, um, the first line of this sonnet is, "Oh, how the wind doth blow from out thy rear." <laughs> yeah. I'm going to include the entire sonnet in the summary of this episode. If you're uh, watching live, you'll have to wait until tonight. If you're not watching live, um, check the description in the video that you're watching right now <laughs> to read the sonnet that Bing came up with. Hilarious. Anyway, um, big topic, important topic. I always appreciate it, Avram. This is, this is a problem for all of us online and i'm like i have our website up and i'm thinking about how to rework it to include not just ad blockers but also um uh yep generative ai and ad, ad blockers Bing i mean google it seems so seems so quaint because at least with that people ran ad blockers they saw our work i know like, at least you they could wanted count, to see our work at least you could you count know, their view as a stat yeah, at least they read our work. I mean, you know, listen, if 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 I had some kind of wealthy benefactor, you know, I'd be happy to run a website with no ads and just you know do this for the heck of it. But sure. Um, but but you know, even if I had a wealthy benefactor, I wouldn't want to do something just to help Google come up with better answers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is going to be a problem. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see if and or how Google decides they want to address this. Like you said, maybe they don't come out with it like this, but who knows, you know, trying to to bank on Google's largesse uh, is probably not the place to be. So we probably need to be prepared uh, for what is to come. As always, Avram, I appreciate the information and I look forward to what we talk about next. <laughs>